Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Podcast. My name is David Bowden, and every week I sit down with one or several members of our church staff and host a conversation about how Bridgeway is seeking to fulfill its mission as the Church of Jesus Christ here in our city. If you are a member of Bridgeway, we hope this helps you more deeply engage with what God is doing in our midst. And if you aren't a part of Bridgeway, we hope you feel welcome and that our discussions may lead to more Christ-glorifying ministry in your own context. Let's jump in. Well, welcome everyone to the Bridgeway Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We are in week three of our series on prayer. And uh, so far we've talked about what is prayer and why do we pray with Sam. And then last week we looked at some personal rhythms and uh, what does it mean to develop your personal prayer life. And today we're kind of moving that ring of prayer outward into our homes, to our families, to those that we dwell with, live with, spend time with on a daily basis. What does it look like to engage our families, our children, our spouses in prayer? How do we uh, develop rhythms with and for them, Um, especially probably looking at this as parents and as spouses. And so I'm really excited to be joined by a bevy of wonderful people here. Um, If you want to, we can go around and kind of introduce everyone. Hayden, if you want to start with you, and then we'll just kind of go around the circle here. So go ahead. Yeah, um, my name is Hayden, and I am the new student pastor at Bridgeway Church. I mean, I, I guess I can still say new. I've been there for about five months at time of recording. Yeah, what time does, do you become not the new guy anymore? Right, I don't know. It's when you get the next new guy. Oh, I see. You're the new yeah. guy until there's another <laughs> the new guy. passes on. So, yeah, I'm just super excited to be here. I love this church. I love these people, and I love the fact that I get to work with these awesome ladies over here to my well, left. We're, we're glad that you're here for the first time on the Bridgeway Podcast. Yes. Definitely not the last time. Krista, go ahead. Um, I'm Krista Meyer, and I'm the Director of Family Ministries here at Bridgeway, and this is super exciting to be here talking about prayer today. Awesome. And then lastly, we have Ashley. Yes, I'm Ashley Owen. I am the new uh, director of children's ministries at Bridgeway. So I started shortly after you, Hayden. So she's she, the new guy. She's the new I, guy. I, I guess I'm the new guy. <laughs> That's great. No, I love my job. I love getting to work at Bridgeway and doing what I love um, yeah. with children. That's awesome. Well, we're really glad to have you all here. So what I want to do is jump in and, and focus first on um, our children. And especially like as parents, it, it seems like a really big responsibility to uh, teach our children about God, but then especially like, how do I teach my children to pray to God? Like, it just seems like such a big thing, especially for people who oftentimes as parents, we feel like we don't have prayer down yet. So how do I pass something on that I haven't quite learned, you know? And so anyway, I think maybe we should start and like back up a few steps Mm. and go, okay, but first, why should we as parents feel the need to teach our children how to pray. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think um, our discipleship to our children is all about bringing them into relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so everything that we're pouring into them is with the prayer and the hope that they will have a robust conversation and communion with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And while I think it's really important to to put on that hat of like, how do I teach them all these things? One, two, three, four, five. It really comes out of our own relationship. So anything that we are um, teaching our children normally starts with what we're modeling to them. Mm -hmm. So um, I think focusing on our own growth in prayer is really important. Um, And then bringing it down to, um, bringing it down to a real informal level. 
Like, I think a lot of times we do feel like um, this is this is like a high level conversation. This is sure. something we need to approach God with reverence. And so how do I ever show my children how to approach God with reverence? Mm. But God cares just about um, the childlike talk, the childlike faith, the little things. And so I think it's maybe taking taking things down a notch from it being um, being this really scary thing yeah. to approach God and to bring our kids to that place of approaching God and just letting them feel comfortable in the conversation with a loving with a loving father. We would never require our kids to come with us with some kind of mm, formal right. model like, hey, kiddo, you can only come talk to me if you have said, dear heavenly father, or, dear <laughs> heavenly mother, dear, right. you know, and yeah. that's not how God is towards us either. He <laughs> wants us to come to him and call him daddy and call yeah. him um, a good father and just talk mm. to him um, about the big things and the little things too. And so our prayer life is important, mm. um, but we don't have to have it perfected before we start sharing it with our kids. Yeah. It's kind of walking alongside them as much as it is teaching them or providing space for yeah, them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think one thing you said that kind of caught me off guard as like a really big truth is I feel like as parents, our chief concern is often how do I get my child to believe in Jesus, mm, like right. to like make that decision to where they're going to commit their lives to Jesus. And what you said is like, I may even get something bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I get my child to have a relational yes. communion with the father? How do I get yeah. my child to abide in the son? Like, right. and that is why we're going like, this is why teaching your child prayer is important and not like an, oh, you might want to add this to their like evangelism. It's like, right. this this is core because you're not Absolutely. inviting them into a decision that, one, that happens one time. You're inviting them into a life of abiding. Exactly. What are, what are, Hayden, Ashley, what are you guys thinking? What do you guys think? I mean, I, w- I would say like, I, I love what Krista pointed out there is that kind of the natural uh, prayer life that we want to model to our children. Um, and I think that happens when we understand and model our own dependence on God. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why, um, and I, I can't speak as a parent, but looking at teenagers, I think sometimes the reason why there's this fear of, of like, how do I teach my kids to pray is because we haven't modeled dependence as we should. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when we have a proper understanding of how big God is and how totally dependent we are, I think the Bible presents prayer as like the natural outflow of that. And so I think sometimes we get afraid because, okay, what tools do I use to implement to teach my kids how to pray when I think the Bible gives us this model of recognize your dependence, that apart from him you can do nothing. And then instead of being scared because of our dependence, don't worry about anything, but in all things, through prayer, make your requests known to a God who cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Ashley, what about you? What are you thinking? Yeah, I just think, I keep thinking back on Deuteronomy 6. Yeah. You know, and you're teaching your kids as you go. Mm-hmm. So as you go, as you are walking along with him yeah. and in relationship with him, you're bringing your children along in that relationship mm-hmm. from a young age all the way up. So as you naturally go through life and are encountering things that happen, you think, I'm going to pray through this. <laughs> you want to join me? Yeah. So it it becomes a modeling, and that's your first step, is to model it. And it's going to be an outpouring of your own relationship with Lord. So it goes beyond, I'm going to teach my kids to pray because it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's foundational. It is part of your walk with God. You don't want to just believe in Him. You want to be with Him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So you guys are all kind of saying the same thing that I think at least even even me as I'm posing these questions I tend I tend to like want to kind of bunny hop past or leapfrog over 
where it's like, okay, how do I teach my kids how to do this? Like, give me the curriculum. Like that would be the same as me teaching them addition or subtraction. Like, you know, they don't see me doing addition every day, you know, like it's something you kind of go and you teach, you know? Um, uh, but with, with prayer, it's like, are we depending on God? Do we have this deep dependence on God? If so, we will pray. And if we are depending on God and we are praying, our children will learn that from us. And so really, I think what you guys are offering is a challenge to parents. It's like, do you depend on the father? Do you love to be in his presence? Do you love to dwell with him? Because your, your kids will soak that up as they go. So step one in teaching your kids how to pray is love prayer. That's <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, so kind of that foundation, is there anything else we need to put on that foundation of the why question? Hayden, do you have anything else on like the why we, we should be passing on prayer to our children? No, maybe not so much to the why, but, but I think there's this piece of being appropriately hungry and needy in front of your kids, mm-hmm. um, that they need to see how necessary God's working in your life is. Um, you were talking about language earlier and, and like, do I have to like say Apple over and over again to my kid? Yeah. Like maybe for a while, but the way they pick up language is by hearing you speak and by hearing you speak in different situations, they learn what's appropriate to say, Mm. what's not appropriate to say. Um, I think by speaking in front of your kids, by using language in front of your kids, by, by being hungry and needy in front of your kids, like it it just creates this atmosphere in which prayer is the natural like Mm. overflow. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so do you have have something to add to that? I just, I just had one other thing. Um, sometimes taking prayer out of this bucket of something to do Mm. is also really helpful. Mm. And I know that's not a why you're asking the why. Um, but I think a lot of times we say, now, where does prayer fit? Is it before bed? Is it during our meals? Is it when we wake up? Is it just during our family worship? When do we go do the prayer? When do we do the thing? Um, and like, we have to get to a place where we're praying without ceasing. Mm -hmm. We have to get to a place where it just becomes a part of our conversation. So if I'm riding in the car with my kids, like I'm constantly conversing with them, Mm. but where's, where's God in that? And so when I began to make that pray without ceasing, a practical thing where I'm in my car with my kids and I'm also with Jesus, mm-hmm. then we can have these conversations that um, blossom really naturally. It takes us out of that place of always being like, am I being intentional? Am mm-hmm. I being intentional? <laughs> and there's certainly a place for that. Sure. We have to be intentional. Um, but it's also me being in that place where I'm relying so much on him that my kids see me relying on them, like Hayden said, but it just becomes a part of somebody who's always with us. It's somebody who's in the car with us. They're at dinner with us. They're watching, you know, they're there while I'm watching TV there, you know, he's there. Um, and I make him a part of our conversations, a part of our family life. And our kids pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Suddenly it's not so mystical. Like mom, why are you talking to an invisible person? <laughs> right, are you yeah. crazy? It's just, they know like God is there with my mom. Yeah. Therefore God is there with us and with me. Mm-hmm. And it's a part of, and that's prayer. That's, a, that's like, that's the conversation, yeah. um, the informal prayer life. Yeah, I love that. Ashley, you have Yeah, I that. love that you said informal because my thoughts go straight to uh, we're not going to have it all together. Mm. We're not going to say it right. We're gonna. They need to see us repenting. They need to see us um, being real with God. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's where... Um, even in my own life that the, the most, some of the most fruit I've seen with my kids is just in those times when you're just very real with them, man, I messed up. Will you pray for me? Mm-hmm. I've had those moments where, man, I messed up. Would you pray for me? And that was having your child pray for you is huge. Mm-hmm. It, that was a big moment for us, um, in our prayer walk with me and my yeah. daughter. So, wow. <laughs> so it just, it does seem like there's this, uh, what you guys are doing is kind of deconstructing, mm-hmm. um, this big giant, 
edifice that we've made into passing prayer on to our children as this big, scary, like ambiguous thing. And you're like, no, no, no. This is just something that you do as someone who depends on God. This is something that you model by just doing it, by praying without ceasing yourself and making this normal thing. Um, and I, I think it's just so healthy. And uh, isn't it isn't it great that God would make it so the way we teach our children how to pray is to make us more dependent prayers ourselves? Yeah. Like, I love that. Um, so let's kind of talk about that then. Let's talk about um, what does um, teaching our children to pray look like? Um, I'd be curious to know, especially from, you know, the, the two women in here who have actually raised kids uh, and are raising kids to, to say, like, what have you done in your families that has worked, that hasn't worked, that, uh, you know, and then maybe we can hear some stories because I, I think that would encourage people <laughs> a lot, I'm sure. So, Crystal, like, what's what have been some rhythms, some, some things that you have done? Like you said, we have to be intentional. It has to be like a life a life practice that just happens, but also, like, there's intentionality to it. So, like, what, is, what does that look like in your life? Okay. Um, and I think even before going into how do we teach our children, mm-hmm. um, we should be praying for our children. That's great. And so um, I think... I've just been kind of studying John 17, Jesus's high priestly prayer, where he's praying for his disciples. And um, if we kind of take that as a model, we're praying for our disciples, just as Jesus prayed for his. And he actually says that just as you've given these children to me, um, and and we can kind of take that same language, like, God, you've given these children Mm -hmm. to us. Now we pray that they would be one with you. Yeah. As, as I'm even one with you. And so it becomes that um, that communion piece, that relationship piece. Like ultimately I'm praying that my kids would would reach that place. Yeah. Um, and then he, he gives us a really good model through that, through that prayer of his of how to pray for our own kids. He mm. prays that God would protect them from the evil one. Yep. Um, he prays that God would even, um, I'm going to use, he would even be working in the hearts of those that will come to believe because of our children. So um, I think even starting there, before we get into this model of here's steps one, two, three, you can try this model or that. Mm -hmm. I think we should be praying for our kids. Um, Psalm 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. And so what part do we Mm -hmm. play in that? We've, Aren't we supposed to build something mm. only when we're listening and obeying the Lord? It's him that builds it, and and we've got to be praying through that. Mm-hmm. And so we have to rely on the Lord to even do this in our children to build the prayer life. Like, mm-hmm. we don't even get to build the prayer life. Like, God has to build it for us. So um, I'm going to hand it to Ashley for, like, some really practical things. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like before getting to that point, like, we have to be praying for our children and for our families. Yeah, definitely. So good. I think it's uh, it's so beautiful like i said earlier with with like it's amazing how god would make being a better prayer or like making prayer just more part of a parent's life a way that prayer gets passed down to a child in the same way uh, you know when we pray for something our hearts are inflamed towards it you know and i just love that um how can i even want to teach my child to pray more well start praying for them is a really good first step yeah. So actually, yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, I just want to start by saying like, man, relying on the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to show you how to do this in your family, it's going to look different for everybody and in different seasons. I mean, I have a two-year-old and a 15-year-old, so we definitely um, have tried lots of things in our home. Um, some of the sweetest times I've had have been at bedtime. I know a lot of people think meals and bedtimes, but meals time meals were all together as a family mm-hmm. and that's rare. 
So that's a really good time as a family for you to pray all together and for each other. Um, and at bedtimes, you're one-on-one. It's a sweet time to mm. recap your day, pray together for just some of the hard situations that can go on in their own lives and for the, for you to model that with them and to lay hands on them. Um, meal times can be really interesting in my house and we have tried prayer with the two-year-old in the room and the really wanting to go deep with my 15 year old. So we have had some really interesting screaming moments <laughs> and toys being thrown across the room, but it's all worth it mm-hmm. um, because uh, they see it modeled. Mm. So that is one of the first things I would say is modeling prayer by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you start and inviting your kids to just join you. Okay. So one of the things we do as a family is, okay, say something you're thankful for. What's a highlight of your day? What's a low light? So a highlight's an opportunity to say thank you and praise God. And a low light's an opportunity to ask for help mm-hmm. or to pray for your child or for mm-hmm. them to pray for each other. So that's just a real practical, simple thing that a two-year-old can do mm-hmm. and any age can do. And then if you even have guests in your home, mm-hmm. that's a fun thing to do with guests um, and inviting them along. So you're thankful. Why don't you tell God that? Say thank you to him for it instead mm-hmm. of just saying, I... This was fun, you know, um, taking that to a new level. Um, Some other really practical things I would just say is um, with littles, let them pray first. Mm. Let them pray. And when you're praying with little children, if you're in that mode of teaching, avoid those long, drawn-out prayers. (laughs) Because instead, if you pray those short one or two sentences, then they go, oh, I can do that. They feel like more comfortable joining in with you mm-hmm. other than like, oh, I can't replicate that. Oh, I don't even know what that word is. I can't pray like that. So I'm not a good prayer. Wow. Yeah. So we want to make sure that they feel comfortable coming to the Lord as they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and just conversationally, praying conversationally. So it's easy for children to join in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we've been talking about. It's a relationship. Yeah. It's a relationship. Yeah, so assuring them that God hears them and wants to talk with them is, I think, essential. Because for some kids, they might feel I'm less than because I'm a little kid, but there is no junior Holy Spirit. We've always said that, (laughs) right, at Ridgeway. Um, We've said that for a long time, and we we want them to know that God wants to be in relationship with them no matter what their age is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of wisdom in that little like tight package of mm-hmm. practical tips you just gave us. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I think different people are going to grab different things out of that and be like, mm-hmm. oh, let me try that. Like, mm-hmm. But I mean, some highlights for me were like, um, you know, bedtime doesn't mean a ba- it's a bad time. Mm-mm. You know, it's like, I, I feel Mm-mm. like just because it's a platitude or like, a, oh, everyone prays before bed. Don't, I, I feel like nominal Christians pray at bedtime. You know, it's like, surely that can't be the place that God wants me to do battle for my child's prayer life. And it's like, yeah, it totally is. And that's mm-hmm. great. You should do that. Um, it's natural. And that's why it's a platitude is because it's a great time to do it. So I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I, I that jumped out to me was this uh, this idea of when, when we're praying to God conversationally, approachably, in an understandable way that our child can follow along with, and then we go, do you have anything you want to thank God for? Like, what was the highlight of your day? What we do is we show them that they can approach God. And, like, we get to be, like, a little Jesus for them. We get to, like, be at their right hand, bringing them to the Father like Jesus does for us. Like, what a cool way to be Christ to our children when we're like, 
hey, the door's open. Do you want to talk to the Father? You know, like, it's just cool that we get to show them that they can approach God. Um, and anyway, it, there's so many little things that happen there in really practical ways that are doing, like, really deep, heavy theological lifting <laughs> on a very practical level. Right. I think it's also important to think about um, providing the space and the encouragement for them to listen. Mm-hmm. So a conversation isn't just about us um, bringing our words and our conversation to God, but it's also about listening. And mm-hmm. sometimes for a kid, that feels hard. Like, okay, I'm talking, I'm telling God all the things, but we do have to carve out the place for listening as well. We have to carve it out in our own lives but and model it, but mm-hmm. we also have to provide that for our kids as well. Like, now let's be still and let's listen. Yeah. And embracing what kids come back with, with like, well, I really feel like God just told me, like embrace those things. Yeah. There's always room to shepherd and steer right. and test and do the things we should. Yep. Um, but we've got to provide the space and we have to have the language for now we listen because God doesn't just hear us. He also talks oh. to us and yeah. we need to be willing to listen um, to him. Yeah. And if anyone's listening to this and is like, I want to hear more about that. Krista and I sat down a long time ago and actually did an episode on, um, like how to teach your children about the Holy Spirit. So go back to our, our whole Holy Spirit series. And Krista and I sat down and talked a lot about how, yeah, to, how to help your kids amazing. listen to the Holy Spirit. It's been one of my favorite episodes. It's really so good. go back it's to really that. Good. Hey, did you have something to add? I was going to say some of the, the sweetest memories I have growing up were when I would wake up and I would hear my mom praying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would venture to say that that may have taught me more about praying. Mm-hmm. Then the time she stood beside my bed and said, let's pray together. And that's super important. Yeah. But like hearing my mom pray, especially when she was really sick when I was younger. And, and I remember hearing her pray during that time. And I was a scared kid because like my mom was sick and I hated seeing her so like weak and dependent. And yet like, I'll never forget, like that gave me a model, um, that I think is invaluable. Like, and there's no way to, to do that except just to pray. Yeah. Like you, you can't pray thinking, will my kids hear me? You just pray. Mm. And then as you're walking, as you're going, as you're standing up and lying down, they hear. Yep. So we're not practicing our righteousness in front of people just to like get the, you know, just to do it so our kids see us, but we really are dependent. Mm. And then, and that'll seep down into our kids, but we have to be there ourselves. Yeah. It goes back to Deuteronomy six, like you mentioned earlier. That's uh that's, that's amazing. Um, so what, what else have you got? Do you have any stories about like how we've talked about like, oh, mealtime is hard and, but also great and sweet bedtime is sweet. And there's the other, I'm just curious, like some stories of like success and failure maybe that you've had, Ashley, do you, yeah. do you come so to mind? One, a really big one that, uh, God constantly brings to my mind to remind me, Mm -hmm. um, to have childlike faith Mm. (laughs) is, um, man, Jesse and I went through this eight year, season of really praying and seeking God about adoption. Mm -hmm. And so we fostered for a little bit and we invited our children on the journey to pray alongside us. Um, and the situation came up and we thought, okay, we're, we're here and we're, and we're ready. We're ready to adopt. And that morning at the breakfast table, my daughter said, I'm going to pray that we'll adopt Ani. And I said, oh no, the hurt, she's, that's not going to, that wouldn't happen because of the situation. Mm. And Jesse said, oh, you pray what God's got on your heart because he can do anything. Mm. And I thought, man, wow, I need to remember that. And then, you know, two weeks later, we got the call for this exact wow. prayer being answered. So I think that's a huge success story. I mean, 
in my own life that God reminds me that an, a little, uh, was she eight or nine, um, can pray really big prayers. Yeah. I'm constantly amazed by my children. And um, even the things that they're thank, even in the thankful prayers, we think, oh, Yes, a thank you. No. On Sunday, a mom came up to me and, and I said, let me see what you were thankful for, what you prayed God and you were thankful for on his little worksheet from mm-hmm. from his class. And he said, I'm thankful for my Legos I got for Christmas. And I said, my goodness, I'm thankful for the gifts I got too. Right. I'm so thankful for the, the things that God has given me and knowing that even thankfulness is what brings us into his courts. Mm. So... Even the little things that children pray have huge significance in the kingdom of God. And we can't forget that as parents. So there is no insignificant prayer from a child. And I would say always encourage them. Um, Yeah, it's so cool that you have like, there's two things there that like on one end, God listens and responds to the prayers of children. It's just one thing to remember. Like why teach kids to pray? So we have more people petitioning the father. Like, how cool, like, because things actually happen when kids pray. And the other thing is, isn't it amazing that our own kids' prayers that we're, oh, we're trying to teach them and we're trying to show them how it's done, that they rebuke us in their their simple childlike prayers. Uh, It's such a cool way that you're just like adding more tools that the Holy Spirit can use to sanctify you as as a parent. And one of them is your child's prayers. That's cool. Krista? Um, When I think over, like, my kids are all teenagers now. Mm. And so I'm, like, really digging deep trying to remember the the early years. Um, But what I do remember is that it's been a journey. It's been Mm. a long game. It hasn't been like, okay, finally, Mm. I finished that piece. I can check it off. I can move on. Um, I remember when my kids were younger, um, I had to be okay with the one-minute moment of captured prayer time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to celebrate in the times when when our prayer time would, would feel more fruitful. Um, and then being mindful that what I'm feeling and seeing is not, is not what is necessarily happening in the kingdom, right? It's not what's happening in God's eyes. Um, he's pleased with the one minute prayer of a four-year-old as probably more than he's pleased sometimes with my long drawn out prayers, um, that sound really good to me. (laughs) Um, and so I know it's been, it has been a journey. Now the times when God is so kind and gracious to let me see fruit, um, those are the things I celebrate in. And so just most recently, um, I did, I did announcements on a Sunday morning, Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And I'm just going to tell you, speaking in front of people is like (laughs) the death of me. And she was going to be doing the reading, the scripture reading right after me. And we both had talked about on the way to church, like, I'm really nervous today. I just, I've got lots of anxiety. And we got into service and we were beginning that first song of worship. And I had my papers in my hands, like preparing. And she just leaned over and she said, mom, sit down for a second, because I need to pray for you right now. And so to see... Um, to see the work that God's doing in my child, um, in spite of me, but also alongside of me, um, and then to be the recipient of, of her prayers is huge. And I thank God for that mm. because this would be the one that was so busy and distracted as a two-year-old that if I could get like one minute of her being still mm. and focused like that was that was big, and in the moment it was hard to like name that as good, right? But like, you, like you fast forward ten years, exactly. And like, now this child is praying for me in my moment of anxiety. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I just see in her like mm-hmm. God has put um, intercession in her heart. Mm-hmm. Like God has put that in her. She wants to pray for people. She yeah. takes things to the throne, um, and He's done that work. Yes. Um, so I I just want to say to parents like don't be frustrated, don't be discouraged, like. Set your heart on it 
model it for your children, provide space mm. to um, teach it because there yep. is a place for teaching in discipleship. Um, teach it, provide the space for it, um, and then celebrate. Celebrate mm. the little minutes and celebrate the big, the big times of prayer as yeah. well. Um, and then trust God in it. Right. Because in the end, it's he brings the the fruit. Yeah. It's not I think me. We often say like we're not our child's mm-hmm. sanctifier. That's right. We're not yeah. the we're not we're the not Holy their Spirit. Saviors, and, and so we're, we're not, not we're also not gonna be the ones that make them prayers. Absolutely. You know, like God's gonna use us to do that. That's right. But uh it's not our like at the end of responsibility or like uh-huh. even ability. We don't have the ability to do that inside of them. That's uh, we right. model it for them. Well, but, and I think yeah. there's this lie from the enemy that vulnerability in front of your kids, like that kind of vulnerability somehow robs you of authority. Mm. And I think it comes from this place of what we assume that our authority comes from our self-sufficiency. That's right. When instead, like we're never going to be the chief shepherd of our children. You know, we're always going to be an under shepherd. We're, we're never going to be their, their ultimate father, their ultimate parent. Like we, we right. parent as children of the father, like before our children are our children, they're our brothers and sisters in Christ. So like the difference between us and our kids uh, is nothing compared to the the infinite distance between us and our God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've got a question uh, that I don't I, I don't even know how you, how you answer. I, this is more like as a I've got a one and a half year old, and these conversations are going to come up quick. And so uh, this is like a interested parent question to some more wise people. Um, so you've talked about like how there's times we don't want to like. When, when our kids pray or they hear from the Holy Spirit, uh, but I'm, I'm mainly thinking about prayer. When they pray and they ask something and they start, maybe they pray like, God, I want an Xbox, you know, or like, and you're like, okay, cool. You know, how, how have you guys found yourself shepherding your children in how to pray without squelching their desire to pray or like being like, oh, I stepped over an invisible line that I didn't know existed and now I'm afraid to pray. Like, how have you guys seen success and failure in that? Um, I think a lot of times as parents, when we're standing on the sidelines listening to our kids pray, we kind of feel like that, oh, now I've got to step into that Santa Claus place. Mm-hmm. And so even when you say that, like, mm-hmm. my kid pray- prayed for an Xbox. Now, how do I help this happen? Oh, <laughs> right. Like, sure, oh, yeah, now yeah. I have to be Santa Claus because uh-huh. that's what he asked for. Right. And that's not what God's asking from us. Yeah. Right. And so when we put that weight on ourselves, we almost feel like now I'm going to have to help God. He just asked something that was way bigger than what anyone can produce. And now I'm going to have to help him. And so I think like in that, I know you're asking, like, what do I What do I say say to him? What do I do with that? Like, I think we say we can ask God for anything. Like Mm -hmm. we can, he can do far more abundantly than we can ever Mm -hmm. ask or imagine. Right. And so I know we want to, we don't want to guide our kids down that trail of materialism or, or that, but is it a bad prayer? Like God gives us good things. Um, Is it bad for us to stand alongside them and encourage them in that and then wait on God to see what does God do? And maybe that means he gives us the financial provision to do that thing for him. Mm -hmm. Maybe that means we walk into a season where we talk about like, what about when God doesn't answer? Mm -hmm. Because we have those moments where it's like, well, God didn't answer because I wanted this thing and Mm -hmm. I didn't get it. And then there's those, those other moments where it's like, my, I asked God to, to heal grandma and he didn't. Right. And so I think for us, it's like, we get to start learning how to like navigate 
the suffering of God mm-hmm. and how to teach that to our kids, mm-hmm. um, knowing that God is sovereign and he has better things for us. So I think there's the conversations to be had for sure. But I think my first instinct in that in that is like, let's don't discourage them mm-hmm. from asking for really big things, even when they seem so unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, because remember that our prayer, our, our discipling our kids in prayer comes within the big picture of discipling them in all yeah. the ways of God. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully we're also discipling them in like, let your, your desires line up with God's desires, right. pray for his will to mm-hmm. come. Um, and then he's going to give us Which what can we happen in a, in a broader discipleship conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, you stepped over the invisible prayer line. Right. Like, real Christians don't pray for that kind of stuff. Exactly. You know? yeah, too, yeah. Extra- too extravagant. Or not even extravagant, but too, yeah, too, ma- too materialistic or like, exactly. God, that bully at school was mean to me. And they start praying an imprecatory prayer against them, you Break know, the like, strike yeah. him down and you know, <laughs> right. Like, okay. Right. Uh, you know, I just, but I, have you right. ever had to like have a conversation with your kid, like Ashley, about like, hey, yes. maybe like this is what prayer might look like? I have or... messed up royally. Okay, in this I department. would love to hear this story. So I, I don't know if I have a real specific story sure. to tell you, but I know I have sat across from my daughter and mm. stopped her praying, mm, yeah. and um, and I saw the look on her face, mm. and I've had to go to the Lord for that, and I asked for her repent, I repented, and yeah. I asked for her forgiveness in that one, um, but we learn from that, mm. and it, it's an opportunity for conversation. Yeah. So I have, I tend to put. Um, my legalistic thoughts, I'm going to get my flesh out there a little bit, mm-hmm. on my children. Yeah. And that's a really small view of God. Mm. <laughs> so like Krista said, let them pray really big things. I tend now to err on the side of let them go for it. Yep. Let them go for it. If the Holy Spirit gives me a check that I feel like I might need to have a conversation, yeah. let that happen later. Yep. I think that's just a real practical thing to say. Yeah. I mean, I think like prayer is always downstream of bigger truths. Mm. And so I think as yeah. parents, um, especially like listening to our youth pray, our students pray, like um, prayers are really good ways to diagnose where your students and where your kids are. Mm. Um, so sometimes the most helpful thing you can do is just listen. And then to kind of tuck it away and pray about it yourself and go, Lord, like what is causing them to pray like a materialist? Or what's mm. causing them to pray that like, their enemies would be instead of saved but destroyed. You know, like what what's causing that? And I think you know, um, if we believe that prayer is an overflow, then we can kind of use it as a as a diagnostic tool, as it were, for our for our parenting, for our leading. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? I'm hearing whispers of that's really good. I think. I mean, I think that's really good. Yeah. Us too. I like, love. I love a that. young parent and 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 like right. Yeah, soon to be. You know, we've uh, got like yeah, we've so like, much wisdom uh, in this room right now. Okay. Like, I appreciate what I Hayden thought it was said. great. Yeah, like, it made a lot. And of sense. it's kind of that I that it's that idea of let's don't make prayer a thing all by itself. Mm-hmm. Like, let's make prayer something that's within. Um, our discipleship, but it's also, it's the outflow mm-hmm. of where our kids are with the Lord. So I love that. Um, Sometimes, I guess I'm going to um, trusting God that if we don't deal with something right in the moment, that it's going to be the end of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? right. So being able to diagnose it and tuck it away and look for the right moment, it gives us a, a place of prayer 
I really like that you said that. Like, now I'm going to ask the Lord, like, what's going on in their hearts? Yeah. Um, wh- what do I need to press into with them, um, but not quench their their prayer life with mm. the Lord? I kind of imagine it like, what if what if one of my kids was coming to me to pray, and then the other the other child was like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Oh, wait, don't say that to mom. Oh, wait, don't stop. Don't say that. You know, there would be this moment oh. of frustration, yeah. number one, um, this, this other moment of like, I guess I'm not going to talk to mom anymore. I need right. someone to talk to mom for me. Mm-hmm. And then on my side, I'm going to be like, stop, stop doing that. Like, let your little brother come to me and talk to me. It's okay. You don't need to be, um, you don't need to be the middleman in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really like that. Like, yeah, we don't have to mediate That's our right. kids' relationship with God. Oh, so we good. point them towards him and then we say like, he is sufficient. That's yeah. right. I mean, the word says in Philippians 4, don't be anxious about anything. We don't have to be anxious about our children's prayer life. I really don't. I can pray for them and be excited that they're praying. Yeah. Really. And if I look back at David's prayers and some of the other prayers in the Bible, it's like, man, let's get real. Let's get real with God. I want my kids to be real. Yeah. And, and it is a journey. We need to let our kids be kids sometimes. Let them yep. be three, realize yep. what a three-year-old's going to pray. Let them be 15 and realize what a 15-year-old <laughs> might pray. And um, and then in, just encourage them. Yeah. Be their cheerleader and be their encouragement, I think, is another is another big That's one. That's really yeah. good. That's really good. Uh, this has all been extremely helpful. What, what's kind of out there dangling for you guys that you want to like land the plane on or, or, or kind of circle back around and make sure you say, is there anything else that you're like, I really want to get this last thought in? I, mean, I think it all goes back like what we said to Deuteronomy 6 mm-hmm. and then just praying in every situation, just remembering that it's an overflow of your walk mm-hmm. and to take advantage of those times when you're going to pray anyway to invite your kids alongside or to just let or to just pray and let them hear you. There's value in all of it. And just depend on the Holy Spirit and don't try to make it this work that you're trying to check off. This, oh, did we get the bedtime prayer in? Check. Right. Did I get this? Am I doing it like so-and-so? Check. Mm-hmm. Um, really depending on the Lord, like what do my kids need? How yeah. are my kids going to learn? And what is the best time for us to pray as a family is a big one. We struggled. We try to fit ourselves in a box and we just don't fit in a box right now. So um just praying together and asking the Lord to show you what that looks like for your family. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say to discouraged parents, like Chris had touched on it earlier, but your parenting is not in vain. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not because it's anything you can or can't do. It, it's because the tomb is empty. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, we all teach our kids to pray. We all parent like Jairus did. Like We just read in Luke 8 in our reading with, uh, with our Bridgeway reading plan about Jairus and his daughter and how he comes to Jesus. He falls down at his feet. And the text says he, he pleads. He pleads for Jesus to come to his house and heal his mm-hmm. daughter. And, and then when his daughter dies, the crowd says, like, don't bother him anymore. She's dead. Mm. And, and in that moment, Jesus goes, no, she's only sleeping. And then the end of that text is he takes her by the hand, says, get up. And then it ends with her parents were astounded. Mm. And so I, I think about like just a couple of things that like if I were going to, you know, say I would say, number one, God dependent, you know, prayer inducing parenting. Number one is an act of worship. Mm-hmm. And, and number two, um, it actually creates worship. Mm-hmm. So when we see our kids praying rightly and following Jesus, it glorifies God mm-hmm. and it creates worship in our own hearts. Yeah.
That's good. Thanks, Hayden. Yeah. Krista, any other, any last thoughts? Um, yeah, just my last thought would be, um, just reinforcing, like there's, there's a definite place for like the scheduled time and it's going to be individual for each family. It's going to be unique to each family when it works. Um, but then don't forget to take advantage of those spontaneous moments where you just need to take it to the Lord. And so that's in those moments of falling down and, and bumping your knee and you've got to you know, clean it up and put a Band-Aid on it and pray for it. It's in those moments when we're driving and um, we're frustrated. Let our kids let our kids hear our prayers to the Lord in those moments. Um, and then it's even the prayers of, of praise, um, um, just the things that we celebrate. So I would say be looking for the, the times that are really scheduled, but also be ready to capture those moments where we just show our kids that prayer is um, a conversation. It's praying without ceasing. It's an ongoing conversation and invite them into that space That's as well. Great. That's great. Well, guys, this has been awesome. I think we could keep going and going and going if we wanted to, which I want to, but time limits uh, restrict us from doing so. So um, Hayden, Krista, Ashley, thank you all so much for being here. For thank you given us your all and so much wisdom. And, uh, as a, as a young dad, I'm excited for everything I learned from this and hopefully everybody else is too. So, uh, next week we're going to be talking more about, uh, prayer, but we're going to talk about corporate rhythms. We're going to talk about uh, the difference between intercession and prayer and what role fasting plays in that and what happens when a church engages in all of this together. So it'll be really interesting. And then, uh, you also want to look out for the week after that, uh, we'll have a Q and a with Sam storms on prayer. We, uh, we asked even some of our Bridgeway uh, youth students to kind of submit some questions on prayer and uh, we're getting some cool stuff. So you're going to want to tune in for that. So thank you all for listening and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bridgeway podcast where you will find a new conversation every Thursday. For more information about Bridgeway Church, we invite you to visit bridgewaychurch.com or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at bridgewayokc or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bridgewaychurchokc. If you have any questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at bridgewaychurch.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app as it helps other people like you find our program. So on behalf of all the pastors and staff here at Bridgeway Church, I'm David Bowden saying thanks for listening and we will see you next week.